Ladies First Disc Golf is the most comprehensive retailer for women's disc golf needs. With over 50 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook, listen to what their customers have to say. Claire R. says, great products, even better customer service. I love all things Ladies Disc Golf and was really excited to discover Ladies First Disc Golf. I received my first order quickly and with the sweetest personalized note. I am thrilled to support women in disc golf in a new way. If you are looking for stylish and comfortable disc golf apparel and discs for women disc golfers of all skill levels, Ladies First Disc Golf has your needs covered. Visit ladiesfirstdiscgolf.com and use the code LOTC20 at checkout to get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. The Heartland Women's Series presented by Dynamic Discs is back for 2021 and has an exciting year of women's disc golf ahead you don't want to miss. The series begins in Kansas City, followed by women's events in Des Moines, Iowa, Omaha, Nebraska, Noble, Oklahoma, St. Louis, Missouri, and our series finale in Emporia, Kansas. For the series schedule and registration information, visit heartlanddiscgolf.com. Like many of you, last year saw the cancellation of most of my favorite tournaments. So when an iteration of the Kansas City Wide Open was added for last October, I was so excited to sign up. But then something weird happened. The last few years in FA2, I've played with mostly the same handful of women in local tournaments. But for last year's Kansas City Wide Open, there were names I didn't recognize, like a lot. And the majority of them, current or former Ultimate Frisbee players. Who knew that a pandemic canceling Ultimate Frisbee for a year was such a great way to bring so many new women into competitive disc golf? And let me be clear, it's not just the pandemic that has brought Ultimate Women into disc golf, and that there are a lot. In this episode, you'll hear from some of our local voices, but not even close to all of the local voices. Not to mention the many ultimate women that have turned pro disc golfers that you'll see out on tour this year. New season, new podcast format. This is the Ultimate Crossover. Like the world's best heckle from Becca. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Like, I didn't mean it as a heckle. I thought it. I is- know you didn't, but it actually was like the most perfect, <laughs> polite, sweet heckle I think I've ever had, and it was gorgeous. This is my friend Amanda. It was her idea for this episode. <laughs> well, that means- you should own it. You're like, I'm really a polite heckler. It's but- like a pretty heckle. I guess that makes me feel better. It's like you, <laughs> you always never know what to say to card mates. And I just, yeah, that was a fun day. Last year, Amanda and I played a rated round together. And after she had a lawn putt attempt, I said, if the basket had arms, it totally would have caught that. And I meant that as encouraging. And Amanda thought it was an epic sick burn, even though that totally wasn't my intent. But that's also a goal of mine for this episode. While disc golf and ultimate are sister sports, there's so much I don't know about ultimate. 
I'm so stoked to see all these Ultimate players coming into disc golf, and I want to know more about Ultimate and how to communicate better. My name is Amanda Wing. I grew up mainly in Wichita, Kansas, but I've lived all over uh, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Texas. And then I've lived mostly as my adult life developed in Utah and Colorado. Um, I found Ultimate Frisbee in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, there was a chance I was going to try to go to college at CSU. And then I realized what out-of-state tuition was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll just move to Telluride, Colorado instead and become a snowboard bum. So at 19, I wasn't sure what to do, but I found Ultimate Frisbee through a boyfriend. And he didn't like that tournaments got serious. And I was like, what? There's tournaments? So I started going to my first tournaments, mainly in Colorado. And then when I moved to Crested Butte, we had our own tournament. And I loved that because you, so you have like a home tournament, kind of like you have home courses in disc golf. You'd have like these home tournaments that people would travel really far from. And they knew that that was always when you would have your tournament, like, you know, a Bozo Fest in Bozeman, Montana. Everyone knew what time of year it was. So no one would schedule a tournament at that same time. And it was really kind of a cute community. And I fell in love with how people embraced coming together and playing a competitive sport, but also very spirited. And then we would go to parties and dance all night and have really good, really good fun. And it just really started to include a lot of people in my life that I don't think I would have ever met otherwise. This is something you'll hear over and over again, and it makes sense. Frisbees and discs mean friends and community. So I finally had my first reconstructive knee surgery. I had gone years without major hiccups. And I guess I actually had torn my meniscus at a tournament in Seattle, one of my favorite tournaments. It's called Potlatch, and it's just a beautiful tournament on amazing fields. Ultimate players that get hurt and turn to disc golf is also something that you'll hear about often. Lizborg Bowman, longtime listeners will have heard her voice on this podcast before. She also came to disc golf from Ultimate. Well, I first started playing Ultimate in college. I went to Grinnell College. It, it at the time, was not an Ultimate powerhouse. <laughs> so... Um, but the reason that it, I even learned to throw frisbees was, uh, well, the guy that I liked was always like playing ultimate and throwing frisbees. And I didn't even know what ultimate was. I grew up like I danced and stuff. And so I had not done any sports besides run track. And like even we'd go to watch a game like my roommate Liz and I would go to watch a game and I had no idea what was going on, but she played lacrosse and stuff and she grew up in Denver. So like she was down with the sports and tried to help me, but, and that was actually the first time that I played disc golf was with some of these friends after we'd been out drinking, they like, Hey, let's go play disc golf. And turns out on a nice, cool summer morning, it's a lot easier to just like walk around a park than to go run five miles around a, a field. That state, it's still though, it was a part of my life on and off um, until 
I had my accident in 2011. Fell off a balcony, broke my neck, had spinal surgery. And what was really great is that back in 2008, like if you back up a few years, they had added disc golf to Kansas City Corporate Challenge. And so I found my golf discs, got them back out and just got back into it again. Amanda and Liz both came to competitive disc golf long before the pandemic, but the pandemic was a catalyst for many of our local new friends to start competing. I'm Steph Rupp. I've been playing Ultimate since 2009, so about a little over 11 years, and I just picked up disc golf in 2020 in the summer, so not very long. I started playing Ultimate in 2009, just kind of a barefoot in a field with a bunch of random people. Um, But I fell in love with it. Uh, One of my friends told me that there was a team at K-State. So when I went to K-State, I searched for them. Like the first time I ever set foot on campus, I was like, where can I sign up for the Ultimate Frisbee team? (laughs) So I, was passionate about that from the get-go. So I played four years at K-State and during my time there, I, uh, along with two of my Kansas City friends, I founded the women's ultimate team in Kansas City. It's called Wicked. And that was in 2014. And ever since we've been competitive on a national level. Some of my ultimate Frisbee friends and I would play disc golf annually, just one single time a year, usually 4th of July or Memorial Day. And of course we'd have some beers and <laughs> some shenanigans. I've, I've pretty much played once a year for a couple years until 2020 when I started uh, actually training. I like to call it training and practicing, so. Steph had big plans for her 2020 Ultimate season and a big opportunity. But then the pandemic hit. So at the start of 2020, I actually had the opportunity to play on a professional women's Ultimate team. Uh, Unfortunately, my big break came at the wrong time. That was canceled about a month in. So in March, they gave us the news that We weren't gonna be having a season this year, but some of us were still really hopeful for the club season, which was Wicked. And we were still planning. I was actually captain of Wicked in 2020, and we were still meeting and planning the season financially, trying to get a coach and uh, just all the normal stuff. So as March and April passed, we kind of realized these things weren't happening, even though um, the official season hadn't been canceled yet by USA Ultimate. They, they kind of, I don't blame them, but they kind of strung us along until, um, I wanna say August, that there was hope to have a competitive season. So it didn't get fully canceled until late summer, Um, but, After our tryouts were canceled in May, um, I 
was invited uh, by some of my friends to come play disc golf just casually. Um, and of course, that was the first time seeing a lot of people in months. So I was like, of course, I want to go outside. I want to throw a disc and see some people. And I, just like Ultimate, I became addicted to disc golf instantly. <laughs> I actually put a real uh, disc golf disc in my hands and not a, an Ultimate disc. And I was like, let's, le let's learn how to do this. Let's challenge Let's challenge myself. Despite the letdown of the 2020 Ultimate season being canceled, Steph found a way to make the most of it and to still be competitive. When I first started uh, playing this summer, it was mostly with guys. So I really begged uh, some of the other women on Wicked to start playing with me. And they reluctantly did. And they're still playing with me. And some of them even signed up for the same tournaments as me um, last fall, and we're signing up for some this spring. Um, I'd say just a small handful at this point. And most of us are the um, handler type player, the quarterback type player. So we, we love throwing for distance, and it's something we have a lot of experience with. So. It was probably an easier transition for us. So it's great. We have a little group of five or six of us and we go out on Saturdays and have a good time. In the summer, I ended up signing up for the Casey Wide Open. And it was all the way in October. So even though I started playing disc golf for the very first time in the summer, I was like, I have all these months to train and to learn the rules so I don't go and start cheating or uh, do something awkward. Um, so I felt like that was enough time to prepare. So I was like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself, have something to look forward to, which was so important. And it ended up being a great decision. My name's Allie Smith. Um, I played Ultimate Frisbee probably six years. I played through college and I had my extra fifth year there. Um, that's about how long there. I played, this is probably year, starting year three for disc golf for me. Yeah, I, I was starting to play just recreationally with friends and I, when I switched from Ultimate, I, I didn't have like a team. I didn't, you know, I really meshed with when I did in college. And so coming out of college was like, I still want to throw plastic, but I don't, I don't really have a team. and didn't really, I didn't really have a desire to join a new team because it was like family to me. Anna Hare, we were playing the Purple Unicorn. Uh, me and my fiance were, and we were passing them on a hole. They were like, you know, go ahead. And she's like, well, you're, you know, you can throw pretty well. You, you should join this tournament. They just opened women's spots. And I was like, oh, I can compete in this? Like, yes, sign me up. Cause that was, that was a big thing. I was like, I, I, I played soccer all my life. I played ultimate, you know, it was always that competitive drive. And now just playing for fun is, Great, I love it, but I, you know, can now take it to the next and compete with other ladies is great to see. All of the ultimate to disc golfers that I've gotten to play with are very, very good. Allie is no rating to being rated 900 on her third overall ratings good. I would like to move to FPO. I think that's definitely a goal. Um, I would love to get sponsored. That would be awesome. You know, not having, I, I throw 
a mixed bag. I'd say mostly Innova just because that was the thing you could pick up at Dick's. And then I, I've been talking a lot with people. I play a league on Sunday and just understanding how um, kind of regional actually um, disc golf companies are. You see like prodigies more Southeast um, dynamic, obviously is us here in the Midwest. So it's really interesting to see that. And I'd like to get my hands on a, a other companies just to see how the, those discs feel in my hands. Yes, please. Someone sponsor Allie. So I'm Courtney Walby. I've been playing Ultimate for about 13 and a half years now. Courtney and Allie were on my first card at the Kansas City Wide Open last year, and they were a lot of fun to play with. And they were so kind to answer many of my curious questions about Ultimate during that round. Courtney plays on Wicked with Steph and Amanda Borders, also known as Coffee, that I'll tell you more about here in a minute. I have very casually dabbled um, in over the past like six years, but I really got into it um, this year, definitely, obviously, with, with no uh, ultimate to be played. I think I had um, done some random rounds um, like over the last couple years as well, and I think I kind of bounced back and forth between just playing with an ultimate disc versus um, the disc golf disc. If I was really feeling adventurous, I would try the disc golf disc and just, it, it is what it is, however it plays. And I think I would uh, play with an ultimate disc kind of with a mindset of like, even if it doesn't go as far, I'm still working on like ultimate throws, so. This is something I heard from several of the women I talked to, and it makes sense. They often play disc golf with an ultimate disc in the beginning, working on throws and for fun. You know, what do I do with this time that was normally filled with ultimate? Because during the season, it is not an exaggeration to say that it consumes your life. Like you are doing a lot of frisbee. You're um, generally, or a lot of people will play in a local league. There's, uh, for Wicked at least, uh, that's the local team, we're called Wicked. We will practice once a week, um, and then once a month we'll have a full weekend practice. Um, also during the week you're, you're doing a sprint workout. You're probably getting out to throw. Um, maybe like when um, tournaments have happened, you might be watching some film. Um, you're thinking about planning your next um, our next tournament, our next trip. Sometimes we'll make a trip out of a tournament if it's at a cool place like Colorado. So um, there is, during the summer, I always um, kind of joke with um, my old roommates that um, during the summer I disappear because I would leave in the morning and not come back until like 10 p.m. because I'm just doing all kinds of things. Um, so yeah, so the, 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 the question was, what do I do with this extra time? And so one thing that was still doable that had some kind of semblance of Frisbee that like I felt like I could get into and it's really easy to do on your own as well. So even if I can't get someone to come with me was was disc golf. So I kind of had the the three discs that I had. I would just kind of go like maybe out to Rosedale or something and kind of throw and then more and more people like Steph and Coffee started getting into it. So it's something we could like safely hang out together. So how is Ultimate Frisbee played and how does it relate to disc golf? If you're like me, I had some ideas and had even played a casual game or two, but I confess I've never watched any professional Ultimate game, but I think I might start. In an Ultimate game, you have 
seven players on a side. Seven on the line is what we like to call it because <laughs> you always start on the line. So you have to have your toe on the line when someone pulls the disc to get the game started. So, and that rule actually used to be really loosey goosey. And then when we got like more competitive and professional leagues and things really got competitive over the last, I want to say last seven or eight years, like now there's observers and they watch. Driving in disc golf is almost exactly like pulling, which pulling is the big throw to the other team when you're about to start the point. So the defense will pull off to the offense to start a point. And the other factor is that disc would have a ton of hang time. So they, they generally would throw it really high in the air um, with the idea that you want your defense to have plenty of time to run down there. So you want to go far and you want it to hang as long as you can so the defense can set up. So 70 yard playing field with 20 yard end zones on the end. We do seven on seven. And like I said, you can roster up to 27. So you'd like to have, you'd like to have some people on the sidelines because uh, those seven people on each team on the field are running like crazy, which is something I don't really miss. We have different positions on the field. You have handlers and you have cutters. And I personally, I like to compare that to football, um, kind of wide receivers and uh, quarterbacks. Uh, personally, I'm a handler, which I relate to a quarterback, uh, just more of a thrower than a runner. The person with the disc cannot uh, move their feet. They need to pivot on one, one leg, and their goal is to throw it up the field to their open teammates and not get blocked by the other team. And they'll want to ideally reach the end zone, uh, just like football as well. Games can go on for a long time and points can go on a long time. And generally you can't sub out in the middle of a point if you get tired. The person who's defending you will defend you kind of like in basketball, except they're gonna have their hands down more to the side because that's maybe where you'll be throwing. And they can block you, but they can't hit the disc while it's still in your hand. Um, so if you're on the mark, you, you always have to keep a disc space away so you can't really touch anyone on defense. Supposedly in Ultimate Frisbee, you have incidental contact, but you're not supposed to foul anyone on purpose. Thrower will begin a stall count uh, that goes to 10 seconds. So if you handler, you, so the stall count, you can only have the, the disc in your hands for 10 seconds while your mark is counting, um, stalling you. And so if you're getting high in your stall count, you need to kind of get rid of the disc. So you'll have a cutter, a handle come over and have a dump cut. Um, that was our favorite, you know, dump, dump, dump in your pants. Yeah. That was always our favorite, you know, thing to, to yell out. Yeah. I mean, you know, go ho, you know, like it's always a big deal if you, if you go horizontal. So there's two main offenses. There's a horizontal offense and there's a vertical offense. So in your horizontal offense, you will typically have three people who um, their job is like, they're the main people they're gonna be touching and handling the disc and doing most of the throwing and, and things like that. And they're called the handlers. And then the other four, cause it's seven on seven, they're called the cutters. And so they're, um, they're just going to be doing a lot of running around and how much they do the running around kind of depends on their position, where the disc is on the field, um, 
what kind of offense you want to run within that horizontal and then vertical you usually have about one or two handlers and everyone else is in a straight line in front of you. The good handlers, like that's where I learned to do a hammer throw um, is you go up and over and that's a lot harder to defend. You literally will watch a player a whole game because you're, you're usually playing D on the same player the whole time and you'll know where their release point comes. You'll start to understand how they throw, what they're looking for. You'll start to, like, I like to watch their eyes, but then I'll realize what they do when they're really gonna throw the disc because they have 10 seconds and so they'll fake. And so you'll re really learn the mannerisms of, a, of, a, of a, an opponent. For any reason, the offense doesn't complete the pass. Like maybe it's a bad throw or the player drops the disc. Um, or if someone from the other team catches the disc, an interception, those are all turnovers and everybody who was on defense immediately switches to playing offense. So it's not like football where they switch out offense and defense. It's like it immediately changes and then you're trying to score. Playing up to a certain um, level, like the first team to, to 15 or 17, sometimes it's 21, depends on the level of the game. And if like in a summer league game, since there's only one, one game per night, then it's probably not gonna be as high. So there's a time cap and then it's also point-based. So they'll either do a, add one universe point depending upon the tournament um you know once it gets to like the nationals and buying for worlds they'll have a structure that's one way but if it's a tournament just for fun or more local um they get to make up their own rules at the tournament on how the time cap will work and sometimes they'll add two and you have to win by one so how to break a tie is then you, ha you have the one so when a time cap goes off and it's a close game and let's say you're at 13 13 and it was supposed to be a game to 15 you can still win 15 13 because the time cap says you know 10 more minutes of play so you actually maybe then will try to do a faster score like a one two hawk or you know try to score more quickly within that time cap but universe point is probably an ultimate frisbee the most intense feeling and comparing it to disc golf when you're like tied at the end of the round and you're like seven you know hole 17 hole 18 and you're coming down to the final like you have to play well you have to perform that's very similar to ultimate frisbee's mindset i feel so it's kind of nice because there's some of those same mindsets that come into play so it depends on the level that the game is being played and sometimes there is a time cap the games usually last around 90 minutes like disc golf, ultimate is often a self-refereeing sport, but not always. So in some levels of the sport, such as professionally, they have some refs and what we call observers who don't really get into the player's business as much as a referee would stop the game. But um, more commonly, it's self-officiated by... Um, this kind of code called spirit of the game. So just be be a good person, be a good teammate and respect the other team. And you got to call your own fouls and just just be level-headed and don't get in and into anything with the other team. Ultimate also has its own terminology. Some of it you've already heard in this episode, and a lot of it has found its way into disc golf or vice versa. In Ultimate, 
The angle in which you release it is usually called IO or OI, which stands for inside out or outside in. And I'm pretty sure most disc golfers call that Heiser or Anheuser. We do call a forehand a flick. I'm not sure what that is in disc golf. A long throw in ultimate is called a huck. In ultimate, we also have hammers and scubers, which are upside down throws, which you could definitely do with the disc golf disc. I have thrown a hammer out of the forest and back onto the green. If someone's throwing and you block it, um, if you block the thrower with your hand, a hand mac or a hand pack, if you do it with your foot, you throw your foot out there, foot mac, foot pack. Someone dives for a disc that's called a layout or a bid. One of the like one of the most heroic things you can do is to lay out to to catch a disc, or even more exciting than that is if you lay out for a defense. Since I had my first ace last week, footwalks I found out is the only same feeling I've ever had when I got the ace. I was like, oh my God, I'm like fluttery. Like I just got a foot block. I was like, it was so cool. Like, it was so, or, or, or layout D, but it was just so cool. Cause I'm like, I haven't had that feeling in years. While we're all throwing round pieces of plastic, the plastic is very different. Ultimate Frisbees are one standard size and weight. Obviously, that's not the case in disc golf. Honestly, it's really intimidating when you first start out. A lot of my friends didn't want to try out disc golf because the discs fly completely differently. Um, with an ultimate disc, there's only one official kind and one official weight. So when you learn how to throw it, it's over. You know how to throw it. With disc golf, oh my gosh, I already have 30 different discs and every day I'm, I'm learning uh, the different routes they take. The, I'd say that the thing that um, I think I finally got a grasp on and uh, like I know when I play, uh, when we do a round with, with uh, ultimate players, we, we always have to have a discussion to remember what it is, is um, the stability terminology. Like, oh, wait, so this is an understable disc? What, is, what does that mean? And so I think that the stability terminology is probably one of the bigger ones of like, yeah, what, what that means. But. but the two sports are a lot alike in even more ways than just throwing. That's, I think, where I'm at with just golf. Now I'm learning things and I'm like, oh, now I can do something way better than I used to last year. And so it's kind of cool that I have that correlation with the two sports of kind of elevated growth slowly, but without pressure. And I think that's why I like both of the sports is it is fun. It is still relaxing. Yeah, there's competition within it. I also spoke with Amanda Borders, a teammate of Stephanie and Courtney on Wicked. Unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties, but I wanted to highlight some of the great things that she had to say. First of all, Amanda's nickname is Coffee, and everyone in Ultimate calls her by that. I think that's so cool. We could use some more sweet nicknames in disc golf. Coffee didn't start playing disc golf until September and played her first tournament in October. I got to play with her in the, the second round of that tournament. We had a lot of fun. She wanted me to give a shout out and a plug for John Wildman's South 71 Sling Tournament that's coming up in May here in the Kansas City area. 
I saw this tournament pop up and I was so stoked because it's on one of my favorite courses and I saw that John is holding spots for the women's divisions. It turns out John is a local Ultimate player that is also an organizer and part of the Ultimate KC board. Having another Ultimate player get into disc golf that is also willing to run tournaments, fantastic. Someone who also cares about gender equity, really, really exciting. Speaking of gender equity, Liz also wanted me to mention the women's match play bracket that she and her husband MK are putting on this year in the Kansas City area. I played match play a couple years ago and it's a ton of fun. You can find more info about that on Facebook. We really hope the ultimate women stick around, but we know the ultimate season can be intense. Yeah, I definitely want to stick with disc golf uh, from now on. It's amazing and so much fun. It's calming and competitive at the same time. So it's something that I really enjoy. When Ultimate starts back up, um, I I won't lie, it'll be really tough to do both. Um, Just because Ultimate is so demanding, we practice at least two times a week. Um, There's league. We usually practice on the weekends as well. We do two workouts a week. So um, it'll be tough to find time to play disc golf, but I, I know I will. I'll make time. Those of us that have been playing for a minute in this area really, truly are so excited to see these women playing alongside us. And I'm glad they felt welcome. I am extremely competitive. So I loved getting to be back in that competitive setting. However, I'm also, uh, I love having fun. I love meeting new people and just getting to know my card mates and the other women in the tournament. That was probably just as fun as getting to compete. Um, I was worried because ultimate is a team sport and disc golf is my first ever individual sport. I was worried that I wouldn't feel supported or I, would be off on an island or just kind of bored, but the Casey women's community and disc golf is just so supportive and so much fun. And that, that I realized that just from the very first hole of the first ever tournament I played in. So it was great. I definitely felt, um, accepted like you know every yeah at the end of our round all the ladies were sitting there waiting for 18 they're like you can finish because 18 was just a gusting headwind i remember us trying to put two feet away and it went in and out of the baskets but just feeling the support from everyone is great rather than like our team versus your team we're kind of nagging and kind of rivals you know i didn't really feel that it's always a hey great shot great putt great drive kind of thing i will say coming coming into the sport um I've I felt like it, the women in KC have been like super great, like super helpful and like, oh, yeah, like, let me tell you like these like rules you may not know about. And like, let me tell you like proper etiquette and like, oh, you should sign up for these tournaments here. You need to be in this group and like very like really working hard to like getting us plugged in and getting us acclimated. It's been like super great and super helpful to like get us started and like keep us interested and keep us going. I think Liz sums up our feelings nicely. As like a former ultimate player, seeing all of these um, women coming into disc golf this past year 
it, it was really fun. I remember talking to Steph Rupp um, when she was picking up her player pack for the wide open and just talking about our relative experiences and it just like I could immediately start to feel the same camaraderie because that's one thing like because disc golf is a more solitary sport we don't have as much camaraderie I think because we're competing individually I mean we have our friendships and and all that but you know we're not all working together to unless it's like the the east versus west team challenge that's the closest that we get to team spirit and um i just really love the spirit that all these girls have and i wasn't really playing last year but i'm gonna start playing this year and i fully expect to be getting my butt kicked you know every which way but i think it's great i think it's really great for I mean, I don't know how it is in other communities. I'm actually very interested to know, like in other cities is the same thing happening, but um, I I think it's really exciting. All the, the new talent coming in and the ones that I've played with, um, I think I played in the Mac with Michaela and Lindsay and Amanda um, and like, they're a lot of fun and like getting to watch them in the Kansas City Wide Open was also a lot of fun and like man they're good they're so good I think it's awesome and I hope that when things go back to to normal and when ultimate starts up again I hope they're still gonna play disc golf Thank you for listening to the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. Thank you, as always, to DZ Discs, where the disc you see is the disc you get. Use the code GUITAR at checkout, and new customers can get $5 off purchases of $25 or more. Have a great month. We'll catch you next time here on the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. Disc Golf Podcast.